our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation that you're in, whether your ex owes you money, your friend is asking you to fork out for her wedding, or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk. We are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You're joined today by retired nice girl Sim, and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Let's get started. I am so excited to have this sticky money story played because we got a treat today our sticky money story submitter has sent us a voice note which is always exciting i love voice notes so thank you so much it just brings in the drama it brings in the the vibes the tones so let's jump in and have a listen hi sim and sonia this is nadia um, i'm a longtime fan thank you so much for teaching us all about investing and everything else you do It's amazing, really. I am dialing in to talk about a sticky money situation. I have a Nissan car. It's a 2014. I bought it via Facebook. I live in Australia. And essentially, the transmission has died, even though the car only has 52,000 kilometers on it. And I've filed a few claims, and Nissan has refused to pay for it. Now, something that's interesting is specifically a CVT transmission failure. And this is a known issue that Nissan has. There have been lots of class actions filed against them. And they refuse to do anything about it. So it's interesting. They are a huge company, but they are selling faulty vehicles, which feels really wrong. And to fix this... It's about 7000 Australian dollars. And that's just not the type of money you can just spend on a new car. And also, it's not guaranteed that it won't happen again. So I guess I'm calling in for advice on what to do. I mean, I could fix it and then sell it. But that feels really wrong. I could sell it without fixing it for cheap and lose money maybe this is more like legal question, but yeah, I'm not sure what to do. And it just seems really wrong. And I feel like we need to shed light on the fact that Nissan is screwing people over and making money off little man. Thanks. Now off the bat, 
I would love to know your thoughts on this. I just want to make it known that I'm not a car girly, even when I had a car. I feel like I was the type of person that if I heard like a noise in my car, I would just turn the radio up. You know, I remember when my friends would drive my car and be like, what's this, this and this? And I was like, um, you know, I'm not too sure. I was just, I would just drive and hope for the best. And I can't stress enough how not to be like me. Do you know what I mean? And I say that to paint a picture. Um, Nothing drastic has happened, thankfully. I want you guys to know who you're dealing with. You know, Sonia, when it comes to her daily things, all well and good. Sonia, when it comes to cars, but you are a car girly. And well, see, people keep saying that to me and I'm like, all I know is car brands and like maybe three models per brand. And I get labeled as a car girly because that like I had to Google what a transmission was, but I actually have heard of them and I've heard of the CVTs and I've heard that they are known to be a little bit finicky. So Listener, you are in somewhat good hands, but we are neither car people nor legal people. So take everything we say today with the biggest grain of salt, but we will do our best. Like this is exactly, I want to know first things first. So you said you haven't run into any like major car issues. If you had, like, is that a big deal for you? Like, do you feel like you keep an emergency fund large enough to be like, oh, that's okay. Like any car emergency I'm fine with, or do car issues like stress you out? They don't stress me out. I do have an emergency fund, but I also have insurance. I worked in insurance. So like, I feel like I try to get insurance for most aspects of my life. So I feel like I've got insurance to back me up. And then I've also got like my funds if I needed to pay in excess or if my insurance didn't cover it. For our listeners today, just a quick reminder. So she has a car that she didn't give the age, but she did say it's only clocked 52,000 kilometers, which is still pretty good. Like that's a somewhat new car. I mean, I think that's around what I have. And it sounds like she has taken the initial steps that anyone would do, which is go directly to the company that she's dealing with, in this case, Nissan, and they have said to her no. So she's been turned down from like step one. It's just so stressful. Like I can only imagine what it would feel like to, it's like if you have, I don't know, like a pair of Lululemon leggings and you go into the store and they're like, no. And you're like, well, who else do I turn to? Like, I can't go into like another company and get them to fix it. Like you're my only source. So I can only imagine the stress of it. Like something costing $7,000, that's a whole new car. So would insurance not cover this kind of thing? Well, she said she hasn't, well, she hasn't mentioned insurance. So let's say she has insurance for the sake of this. I guess not and not in this situation because CVT failures are like somewhat known and like people will talk about it in the car act like I'm part of it. People talk about it like when I would go car shopping, my dad would be like, don't buy a car with like a CVT or CTV or whatever it's called. Like they're known to be finicky sometimes. And when they break, God, it's like expensive. Do you think there's like, if it's like a known thing that they're known to be finicky and that risk is there, at what point do you kind of accept a little bit of responsibility for yourself before getting the car? Oh yeah, exactly. Like with the CVT transmission problems that they've had, they've been known to have it from 2012, 2013 and 2018 and among other models as well. They made the CVT transmission models around 2003 and then did them up till 2012 but like that also depends on country and model this is my train of thought i do not like giving up without a fight and to say like hey you know what 
that sucks. I think this is a write-off. You've got to sell the car and like let someone else deal with it is maybe not the step I would take initially, but do you just feel like that's easier? No, absolutely not. I think you could definitely fight it before you get into the legalities behind it. If your insurance doesn't cover it either, then just weighing up if those legal costs and stuff is going to be more than the 7k, but I feel like it might not be. Yeah, I think there's definitely ways to fight it before you give up entirely. I think you know personally when you're fighting something where you can keep escalating it and when to kind of give up or not give up, kind of like let it go. It's like that internal voice that's like, Sim, is this worth it? Like, is this the battle? Is this the hill I want to die on? And sometimes when it's worth seven grand, like I think it is, if it was something else where you knew perhaps things were going to happen, then maybe not. One thing I do want to stress to our investy bestie. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. These that are listening in, when you get your car, the car dealerships don't often have like, hey, this is a list of problems with like XYZ car. What you can do is you can ask for a external company to come in in New Zealand. They're called the AA and they will literally like swoop on in check the car and do like a car health for you and they're basically going to give you a list once you're done you obviously pay for it it's like two hundred dollars where it's like this is good this is good this is good this is bad this might be a problem and so it's almost like an inspection on the car before you buy it and so you can say oh this is a problem with the car i won't catch it or this is all good i will go ahead and buy it to our listener i am so sorry that this obviously has not happened, but there's a few things you can do. Now we'll add a link in the description to this website, but it is the ACCC in Australia and they have a consumer protection agency that is going to help you out when you have a problem with a product or a service that you've bought, in this case, a car. So when you jump on their website, they've listed out a few different ways of how you can go about taking care of things. One is using the small claims court. Now, this is obviously something that not everyone wants to do or has the time to. The fee to get this started isn't too expensive. It's $50 to $100. And you'll be able to find where the courts and tribunals are in each state on this website that we've linked. But what you can do before that is get community legal advice. And so this is at legal centers, community legal centers, again, linked in the same 
link down the bottom, and they are going to help you work out if you have a legal case that's worth pursuing, or if this is, hey, sorry, Nissan have said we can't help you, and therefore you've got to let it go. I think one of the biggest, like, problems that people have is they assume that to get legal help it's got to be super expensive you got to go out and get your own private lawyer and they're going to cost like $300 an hour but there are ways to get community legal help in a way that's not too expensive but before you do that I think we speak about this so often write a letter get a letter down with all the numbers I think it's also worth mentioning that there have been lawsuits and there have been recalls with Nissan. They do have an entire website created around the issues that they have with CVT. So if you haven't checked that out, that's probably worth looking into too. It's probably easier with certain brands, but some companies are known to say, hey, if you have bought our product from the first of this month to the end of this month in this year, it may be faulty. So just bring it in and we will replace it. And I had an iPhone that did that once. The like top button back when they had top buttons stopped working and it jammed. And then I just remember Googling it one day and they're like, oh yeah, like if you put in your product code number, your serial number, you can see if you're eligible. And I was eligible, took it to a Vodafone store and got a new iPhone. So it's situations like that that make it easier for consumers. I'm just disappointed that you're not experiencing something more just smooth and you're having to do all of these things. I guess it's just such a, I guess it's a sticky situation. Honestly, I do apologize if this was not the answers that you were looking for. Hopefully you'll be able to take some steps from the website where you can decide if it's something you want to pursue. If I was in your shoes, I would go to get legal advice. I would go probably to the small case courts or tribunals and see if it's something that's worth fighting because seven grand is a lot of money. You're going to lose a lot on the car and it's not easy. But I would also use this as a lesson to make sure that you're aware of what the possible problems of the car can be. And sometimes spending that extra 200 or $300 to get a car inspection by a external audit is going to save you, like in this case, a lot of money in the long run. So I feel like it's probably a good place to wrap it up here. But as always, if you have a sticky money situation that you need help with, definitely let us know. And we are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered, and frankly, unhinged advice. Check us out on Instagram. You can send us a DM or message us at hello at girlsatinvest.com with the title Sticky Money Story. And you may just be featured in next week's episode. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.